Hello, and welcome to the Section 109 podcast from Matthew's car on the way back from Savannah. We're here to talk about three points at Savannah. Matthew, how are you feeling? I'm good. We needed that win pretty badly, uh, and it wasn't easy to come by. Uh, the offense was... The offense was better, it was more creative, it was more interesting, it was more incisive, um, but it wasn't totally dangerous all the time, uh, but I think it was a, a great step in the right direction. Uh, obviously, Marcus Marcus having a penalty saved is an ideal. Uh, he's he's just been in a, in a rut for, for a few weeks now, but getting, getting that goal, especially in the way it happened, coming from a long throw, recycled play... A shot, a scramble. Alex might have been two-footed, um, but like you know, it kind of just falls to Marcus, and he and he just he hits it without thinking, uh, and it was an, a perfect shot, beating the beating an onrushing defender, uh, getting it over him, going upper ninety. It was brilliant, and and from there, number one, Marcus looked like a different player. Uh, I think it also picked the team up a, a good amount. I think the. You can talk about this a little bit, Breezy, with the uh, you know the amount of shots and the interesting play that followed even soon after the goal. Uh, this was a different team than we saw against Gold Star last week, and I, I think they took a big step in the right direction. There's a long way to go, um, but three points, massively important for the table. Uh, it guarantees that we'll see a home semifinal um, in, in November. And now a chance to just you know focus on getting better uh, with with the results basically done. Yeah. So let's back up a little bit. Um, first of all, on this about six hour drive from Savannah, give or take, uh, I have rewatched while giving you uh, all sorts of uh, updates on a rewatch from my phone. So that's been fun. I haven't done a rewatch in a minute. So let's go over our starting lineups, Matthew. We have Jean Antoine and Gold. No surprise there. Uh, left to right, uh, JP. Aiden Bowers, Prepolitza, and then a little surprise, Sebastian Capazucci comes in at right back. A little veteran presence there. And, you know, really, I thought he had a very, very good game defensively. Okay game offensively. Um, because, you know, he just that's not his game, right? He, he, he did fine things, including maybe the pass of the game. But also, you know, he had some triangles that, did, that were just slightly off or whatever else. But what he did provide was really good decision-making throughout the game. He had good fouls defensively, when, and you, you're you a fouling is winning guy. I am. Um, he also had a lot of just being in the right place at the right time, knowing when to go forward, knowing when not to. Um, yeah, it was just really, really solid performance for him. Uh, Richard Dixon at holding midfielder, Alex McGrath, Luis Garcia-Sosa. That is the, the three in the midfield, and it always is. Nice to see Alex get forward a little more in this game with uh, the end of the last game, him playing back a little bit. Just come kind of get him getting back to his thing. And then a uh, surprise, Juan Luis started on the right in place of Mumu. Uh, Jesus Ibarra on the left. And Marcus Nagelstad up top. So we started out this game um, pretty pretty sloppy, to be honest with you. The first 10 minutes, uh, we had some good touches. And we're like, oh, this is okay. And then we had some like just boneheaded passes back to uh, on-rushing Savannah players. But luckily... It didn't matter. So 39 seconds in, um, uh, immediately Juan Luis had a statement of intent where he beats a guy and and just plays a, a through ball that's just a half a yard too far 
um, after beating guy S 39 seconds in. I was like, ooh, there's a little something. Then three minutes in, we give two bad giveaways in a row from two different players. Um, Savannah counters, but nothing comes of it, which is good. Um, in two miles, take exit one for US 41. Get, get close to home, baby. Um, those kind of things continue, and I'll just jump into some big, some big things. Number four, in minute 14, we find out that long throws are back. Uh, we've been in this game. We were much more um, positive in our passing, much more penetrating runs into the box through balls in in the triangles. <coughs> Instead of the horseshoe of death, Matthew, we had a lot of uh, had a lot more passing into guys that are running towards the byline, and that actually resulted in some cutbacks in the box. None of those resulted in goals, but some of those were quite dangerous, and it was nice. Um, we had a big chance off a deflection. Um, Ball drops straight to Jesus in the 19th minute, and he shoots it just wide. Took a deflection as well to go just wide. But that would have been a great way to start. Um, we get a few more chances, including a, a free kick in a dangerous area in the 40th minute, but we go into halftime scoreless. <coughs> Woo, excuse me. Um, 47th, uh, there is a great through ball from, from Alex to, to Nags. Nags turns, uh, is one-on-one with the keeper, two players collide with him it's a penalty Marcus takes it and he gets his first penalty ever at CFC saved Um, I've been saying Marcus missed that penalty because I think that goalkeepers just you know Marcus doesn't goalkeepers don't save Marcus's penalties Marcus is a little more like Zlatan he it's him who chooses so anyway it's not his best penalty it gets saved and boy is that uh, a bummer for for a couple minutes and then uh, I'll just go forward here. Beto comes in in the 64th, but right before that, but right before that, the 59th, we get a long throw. Sorry, I can't read my own handwriting. We get a long throw. It bounces around. It falls to Marcus, which you described, and he buries it. Um, Alex definitely could have uh, sued that guy for assault um, because he got absolutely cleaned out, but the ball bounces straight to Marcus on the clean out and he just absolutely buries it and you could really see in his face what it meant to him um it was just it was great so Beto 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 thank you Andrew Beto comes in for Luis right after that we have some half chances we have some decent chances we have some cutbacks in the box but for the most part we just manage the game including getting yellow cards if we needed to fouls tactical fouls it was great um, the possession was really good as well. Uh, we just was, sometimes we a lot kept, of... kept it in their their attack, like our attacking third, their defensive third, which is possession. And and if and if in those chances, while it didn't actually lead to to any goals or any like super super dangerous chances, uh, Savannah had to be really cautious and not and kind of stay in their stay in their defensive shape and and try really hard not to uh, not to not to break their break their shape because if they did then we're, we're one pass away from you know being one-on-one with a keeper or something like that so it, it, it was really good it's a it's a, it's a gutsy a bit of gutsy performance i think kind of kind of ground we do we did very, a grinding, very grinded grind, out very similar to some of those games between uh post taylor gray's injury uh to to jesus abara's uh introduction with the team uh, I mean, we won a lot of those games, and we had to grind out results uh, in a lot of them to get those results. But that's also what you know we're, we're coming down to the business end of the season, and that's what playoff playoff soccer is about. You, we want to play pretty, we want to create stuff, but we want to win games and we want to grind and kind of embrace what you have to do. 
And I think this is this is emblematic of that today. The last couple things uh, in the 79th minute, terrifying. Jean Antoine goes down with an apparent knee injury. Now he was able to stay in the game and continue playing, um, but that was that was not a not great. Richard also had a pretty good collision <coughs> a few minutes after that. Uh, that was also terrifying. Both those guys appear to be okay. Um, some weirdness happens. So in the 90th minute, uh, Lenny comes in for Marcus, goes to the corner a bunch of times, could have had a penalty shout. Um, loved that that kind of management of the game from CFC there. And then in the 96th minute, we get some weirdness. I have freeze-framed that I have zoomed in, and I know the referee was in a better position to see than the camera angle was, but he says they say that Jean came out, caught the ball, and then came out of the box with the ball. Um, certainly doesn't look like it to me, and if he did – Number one, it's never called because it's right on the edge of the box. And it's never called. Number two, he's just – it doesn't look like it. But it is what it is. It's a dangerous free kick right on the edge of the 18. Savannah puts a good attempt on goal, but Jean is up to the task, and, parries it wide, and that is literally the last little flurry of the game. It's also the only shot on goal Savannah had all night. Uh, we allowed – we literally allowed no shots on goal We allowed two run of play. They had two good – like good-ish chances like or, or even – even great chance, not great, good chances, but both of them were blocked by yeah. just defenders blocking the ball. So that is the first, one and only save that Jean had. He had a couple floaters in the box he had to go get, but that was the only shot on target on goal. <coughs> Excuse me. All right. So, Matthew, some might be feeling a little negative. We talked in last game. Uh, we talked last game about trusting the Rod Sess. Are you feeling better or worse since Gold Star? Uh, I definitely feel better. Uh, Why? Because the the intent was was there, the ideas were there. They were different ideas. Uh, we haven't seen we haven't seen a lot of uh, kind of underlapping runs uh, and forward passes being played to and the byline, and then cutbacks in the box. Uh, so like that's that's a real like return to principles type thing, and and those don't necessarily come off all you know all the time immediately. And we weren't. I wouldn't call us sharp in this game. No, I don't think we were terribly sharp either, but we were we were committed to doing what what this team is supposed to do and we were we a, a phrase you love to use is danger adjacent. We were danger adjacent a bunch and in, and in new ways yes. than we've been at least recently. And I think the way this team the way this team typically grows is they need they need time, they need regular games. And they tend to get a little bit better uh, from game to game. So, you know, hopefully, hopefully we'll see them the put to, uh, put it together a little bit more uh, in the upcoming uh, weekend's game in Rochester, um, and, and really like take take all three points and, and, and fully secure what would be CFC's first league title ever. Absolutely, I, I could not agree more. We looked dangerous, not maybe not dangerous enough, but. We look dangerous in a different way. We had there was progress there, and I am hopeful that this is a little glimpse of what is to come. And you, sometimes you just need to see the ball hit the back of the net. And we've been in a we've been in a rut here all the way around. And to have Marcus, you know, get that goal, to have the team get the win, to have us, you know, just get it back in a rhythm and back to our winning ways. I. I'm, I'm, I'm optimistic, I'm hopeful, and look, it's a really big game uh, this weekend at Rochester, a team that we have really, really struggled to score against, who honestly might have played us the best game plan-wise of anyone, um, 
they don't have the most talent, but they are good defensively. They have a good plan to set up defensively, and I imagine they will be a low block um, set up to really, really uh, make it hard for us. Yeah, I, I, I think so as well. I, I want to reiterate that, you know, sometimes you just need to see the ball hit the back of the net. Sometimes you just need for enough things to go your way that you get those three points that have been elusive for us for two months now. Um, and, and one, granted, one month. One, uh, it's one month. It's one, one month. month. Um, we said two months because we're bad at math. <laughs> That's it feels it's, like two months. It's, it's felt like a long we beat time. Out, we beat LA Force a month ago. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But but also, I think, you know, I think Marcus is really need, needs that goal for his confidence. Uh, he, like I said earlier, he was a different player uh, from his first touch onwards after that goal. Um, and, and that's and that's sports sometimes. It just it, – things happen like that. I also really uh, – I say this with, with all the benefits of hindsight and three points securely in the bus on the way home. But it is uh, – I think it was really valuable for us to struggle a little bit with with this game. Uh, I feel like, you know, uh, an easy an easy 5-0 win with an early goal and, and, and stuff like that would have been nice and fantastic and fun. But I think it was really good for us to have to go through the process and not have it get handed to us, but, like, just work and work and grind and grind, and then it f- fell our way. Uh, and then we had to do some, some you know, good game management and, and some good work to defend a 1-0 lead. Uh, and I think there were some chances to, to increase it. They just, you know, didn't, didn't totally fall our way. It was really good. I think it was a great performance. It's the kind of one that I think can, can really jumpstart the rest of this October regular season uh, with three games remaining. And then, you know, they've done, like I said, they did, they did the business for, uh, they did the business for, for getting a home semifinal. Um, and that's, that's really important. And, you know, from there you, you've got two chances. You've got to, you got to give yourself a chance to win something. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. So um, we went over this, but let's look at the table real quick. Uh, we are still in first with 46 points. We've now played 21 matches. Um, to condense it all down, I did a three-minute video on it earlier that you can find on our YouTube channel. But suffice it to say, the only two te- there are only two teams that can catch us. Four, uh, the first place. First place, rather, for the entire year. Um, meaning we would have home field throughout the playoffs if we secure first place. This game took it to our magic number to two versus LA, meaning if we obtain two points or if they drop two points over the net remaining games, they are out of contention and we win. We, we are on top of them, rather. Michigan, three points. Michigan has four games yet left to play, so if they drop three points or if we just get three more points, we are good. So, What that means is Michigan and L.A. actually play later this week. If Michigan and L.A., whatever result that is, neither of them, both of them can't be perfect. They can't both get three points from that game. So one of them will be eliminated from hosting a semifinal. Meaning we will, once they play, we will have secured officially a semifinal game at home, which we talked about earlier, but it's very exciting. And then if we can just pick up one win in the next three, we are on top of the table we have secured our first regular season trophy as the, the number one team. And we then go into the playoffs with hopefully a little less pressure because we'll be playing at home, sleeping in our own beds, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. Yeah. What will be interesting is one of them will be eliminated from hosting a home semifinal. But I don't think actually either one of them will know who it is yet because of, of games remaining on, on the table, which is really interesting. 
Uh, it's just a really interesting dynamic to see how that game will, you know, play out. Um, because there are, yeah, not everyone's played the same number of games. Michigan has four more to play. We have three more to play. LA has two more to play. Albion only has one more to play, but they can't catch any. They can't catch us. Um, they they also can't catch LA. Michigan has yet to catch Albion. So as it currently sits today, coming home from Savannah, CFC one, LA two, Albion three, Michigan four, Maryland five, City Union six. Now City Union is. Uh, see, Club de Leon, if they were to win out and they've only played 20 games, could sneak into the playoffs uh, in the si- fifth or sixth place. But I find that pretty unlikely as City Union has two more games to play. And if they win one more and Club de Leon drops a single point, uh, they'll be tied. So uh, I, I, I think Club de Leon's. I think Club de Leon and Flower City are going to have a lot, to, a lot still to talk about here. That, that race is still pretty close. I mean. Yeah, maybe. But Club de Leon has to play us and Michigan twice. Yeah. Be hard to get points there. Yeah, absolutely. But you never know. That's true. That's true. Um, with Gold Star and Savannah, um, I mean, Savannah's not technically eliminated, um, but they might as well be. They, they, might, as, they might as well be. Uh, Gold Star is eliminated because they've played enough games. Um, so, yeah, it is a wild, wild finish to the Nice regular season. Our little slump here at the end has, has made it tighter than it was going to be. But... I'm I'm feeling a little bit better. I'm excited for next week. I hope we see a little more progress. Um, we'll be doing this, trying to do the same thing we just did, grind out a win, but against a bunker. And, you know, that's going to look a little different than Savannah, who needed a win desperately. And to be fair, City Union also need a win. I just don't think you're going to see them come out as much because they've, in three games against us, they've played it in a full bunker. So, yeah. Matthew, anything left before we let the people go? No, it's just uh, it, it was really nice to get on the road, uh, get on the road again with a close road trip. Uh, it was great to see to, to, to see folks come down and, and, and travel as well. Uh, people I'd never met before, which is all, also great. There's always there's always people show up you don't expect. Shout out to Mike's parents who made the trip, which was yeah. awesome. Shout out to the uh, four people who were at a wedding and then planned their trip home, and they were like, let's let's make a stop in Savannah and go see a CFC a CFC <laughs> game that ruled. Um, I can't remember. The, I, I'm sorry, man. I asked that guy's name. I, I bet they don't listen to podcasts. But uh, <laughs> yeah, they were super sweet. They were super cool. Uh, and then Darrell's family was there. Like it was a it was a good crew, man. Shout Plus, out, shout out, Jazzy Marquez. Oh yeah, Jazzy, Jazzy, the little baby. Uh, that was great. Uh, just love love seeing people. Road games are so fun. Tom Gonzalez and family. George Widman. Yeah, it was a good it was a good crew. And it was a lot of fun. So shout out to uh, to the uh, Darrell's family also for coming down. Yeah, big group. Big yeah, group. Yeah, it was fantastic. Anyway, we shouldn't keep you too long. So, great win for the Blues. Sorry. Let's do it again. Sorry for the audio quality, but we are driving home. Uh, we will catch up with you all later. Peace.